Hey there, before we get started, I always forget to say this. Would you please go and take a moment and rate and review the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's super helpful, it helps people find the show, and it also gives me good feedback on how I can be making the show better, or how I can continue to be awesome. That was uncomfortable for me to say. Okay, thanks for doing that. All right, now we'll get started. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Eddie. Thank you for being here today. If you are a listener of the show, you will... Uh, no doubt notice already that the show is a little bit different. We usually start with music. We usually start on a little bit of an up note, but that is not the case today. To that end, the reflection that I'm about to share is not at all appropriate for children. And so if you happen to have a kid listening to this, I would ask them to uh, not listen. For the rest of us, this will not be an easy reflection. It was not easy to write, uh, and it was not easy to watch the news this past week. But I hope that whether you agree with me And moreover, maybe even if you disagree with me, which I'm sure many of you will, that you would lean in, listen, and consider. And hopefully this can be a conversation that we have together. Here is my reflection for this week. I have a test for us. You are reading this on or around January 26th, 2023. I'm writing this on Monday, January 23rd. Given that place in time, I'd like to ask you to try and remember the big news story that happened last weekend. Don't check CNN, and I won't either. Just try and remember. I'll give us a starting point. There was a mass shooting. Now, without cheating and without any judgment from me, what can you remember about the shooting? Here, I'll go first. And for real, I haven't researched this at all. Here's what I remember. On Saturday, maybe it was Sunday, there was a shooting. I think eight people died. Was it in San Francisco? Let's just say it was in California. I remember a friend saying it was on the new uh, Lunar New Year, but I don't really know what that is. I don't know the names and stories of anyone who died, and I don't know the shooter's motivation. I'm guessing the shooter used a weapon that was fully legal and in total opposition to the concept of human life. What do you remember? I give it a moment. Honestly, what do you remember? How many people died? What do we know about the victims? Have you seen a picture of the shooter? Take a moment. This isn't a shaming exercise. Just take a moment and try to remember. Okay, now I'm going to hop on CNN and see what really happened. All right, here's what happened. On Saturday night, a shooter entered a dance studio in Monterey Park, California, which is pretty close to Los Angeles. The shooter began unloading rounds from a semi-automatic gun into a room of people who were dancing as part of the Lunar New Year celebration. As of the writing of this, Monday, the victims have not yet been identified, but they were mostly 50-plus years old, and many were a part of the Asian-American community. As of today, 10 people are dead and 10 are injured. By the way, since I've written this in between writing and podcasting, it is now 11 people are dead and 9 are injured, so one of the injured passed away. The shooter killed himself on Sunday. Just reading this makes me nauseous. Can you even for a moment imagine the terror? It was just a bunch of sweet older people dancing away the new year together. Then, in a deafening pop-pop-pop, panic and the reign of hell. It must have been so disorienting and scary and the grief, the families, the friends, everyone. Right now, there are people who still haven't been able to pick themselves up from the place they were when they received the call. They still haven't showered. They have migraines. They haven't eaten. They find themselves standing and convulsing in the bedroom that lingers with the smell of their lost love. This was their Saturday night. When this happened, I was asleep. When the news broke for most of the East Coast, it was Sunday. On Sunday, I saw the headline, and I didn't click to read more. In fact, in checking my browser history, here's what I did read on Sunday. Headline 1, Jeremy Renner, I broke more than 30 bones. Headline 2, SNL has a lot of fun with George Santos. 
Headline 3, Congressman seriously hurt on ladder is out of hospital. Headline 4, every month for years he handed her $100. Now his secret is out. I skipped the mass shooting headline. It was in bold, red, important font, and I skipped it in favor of Hawkeye musing, quote, these 30-plus broken bones will mend, grow stronger, just like the love and bond with family and friends deepens. Beautiful. Just really lovely. What's more, I didn't remember the shooting happened until a friend posted something about it later in the day. It didn't affect me one bit. On Sunday, I was able to work on remodeling a bedroom in our house, I listened to a comedy podcast, and generally I lived with a normal amount of comfort and discomfort. Now, some might accuse me of not caring. And you know what? They're a little bit right. If I had cared, I would have felt something, clicked something, posted something, given something, anything. But I did none of those things. In fact, these days, when I see something about a mass shooting, it has to hit pretty close to home for it to even register. If it's a shooting at a school, I can be bothered to care for maybe 24 hours, more or less. Mind you, I'll still go about my life without really thinking about it, but at least I'll earnestly address it when I come to chat with friends throughout the day. At this point, I have a generalized apathy about what has become a normal bit of news. The mass murder of my neighbors is skimmable. I'm paralyzed by it. Maybe you are too. We live in a country where war machines have been marketed as a basic human right for civilians. Common sense gun reform is seen as a dog whistle for a liberal agenda or an opening bell for conservative vitriol. Common sense and hard evidence no longer affect the gun conversation. And then there's the mental health component. Our sickest people are to be hidden so as to not block our vista view of the American dream. In short, we accept murder as an unfortunate byproduct of freedom and comfort. Or maybe it's just me. I appear to be accepting it. And I am disappointed with my level of apathy over this weekend's news. Which brings me back to our original test. I got a C- minus on it. Generous. I knew the general time frame and area of the country. I remembered some vague connection to the Lunar New Year, but I missed a lot. I didn't have any clue about the importance of the Lunar New Year, and I have no idea about the people of Monterey Park, California. I don't know what they're like. I had no idea about the 10 injuries, and I didn't know that the shooter was identified. And what is most astonishing is that I thought eight people died. I missed two people, two lives, two deep pools of friends and family and unrivaled grief. I was two people short, and I only caught it because I'm writing this reflection. I am now writing this and finishing this article on a Tuesday. I've now read the names of the 10 dead and 10 injured, and I've sorted through what information has been released so far about their lives. I've wrestled with my own beliefs of what is to eternally become of the shooter, a person whose name I won't justify by typing it, but who also wasn't born into this world as a murderer. I've read about the dense Asian population of Monterey Park and the preparation, joy, food, and dancing that happens during the Lunar New Year. Furthermore, I just read seven more people died in a shooting in Half Moon Bay, California, only hours ago. Even more, apparently, in Laguna Woods. The dead pile up because of apathy. This is a tragedy of our own making and our own fixing if we force ourselves to stare directly into the horror and not turn away. In Chinese culture, the sign of the rabbit is a symbol of longevity, peace, and prosperity. The new year and the year of the rabbit is what people were celebrating as they danced in Monterey Park. Their hearts were full as they looked ahead, spinning around the room and believing that 2023 would be a time of hope and peace. And then, silence. They believed until their last moment that this year could bring longevity and peace. They believed in the year of the rabbit.
Okay, so we're going to continue with what I've come to know is the free skate. Obviously, this was kind of a uh, bit of a heavier uh, uh, topic today, and I was going to just skip the free skate altogether because I thought, like, what what do we say? What do we say after this? We're certainly not going to come on and <laughs> talk with Uncle Jimmy about my new hot Spotify list or something like that. Uh, but then um, I was talking with my very dear friend Richard Lee. Richard, hello. Richard is here. Hey, Eddie. Hey, buddy. Uh, Richard, uh, besides being one of my very closest friends, I don't like that I recorded that. I wish I wouldn't have said that. I love the fact that that's recorded. <laughs> yeah. Besides being one of my very dearest friends is also the director of strategy and operations for the Asian American Christian Collaborative. And yesterday, Richard and I were talking about some of the complexities of the recent shootings of which I think when we were talking, there were two and then there are three by the time we're recording now. Um, and then Richard, you, uh, you and I were talking kind of candidly, so I want to ask you to recount that conversation, but then you hopped on Instagram mm -hmm. and wrote something that was beautiful and was widely shared. I, I say widely shared, uh, not because it was like, wow, good job going viral, <laughs> right? It's not That's that the real test, but it was something like, uh, it was <laughs> right. It filled the void. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was something that was like, okay. This is you're saying a thing that we couldn't figure out how to say, and you said it on our behalf. So, could I do a very NPR Terry Gross thing and actually ask you to read your Instagram post? <laughs> I mean, typically reading on a podcast is not not the best form. But how dare um, you? How yeah. dare you? <laughs> if there is one podcast, some of us are do doing it. the best we can, Richard. It's all we can do. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I appreciated. Um, just the opportunity yesterday to, to process those things with you, um, which I think helped um, with the formulation of this post and which I think just resonated with some people. Uh, but this is what I wrote. Mm -hmm. The face of violence. What do you do when the face of the victim becomes the face of the perpetrator? For the last three years, we've watched our Asian elderly be the face of the victims of anti-Asian violence in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've been pushed, stomped, beaten, and murdered. The neat narrative of our helpless elderly being attacked by others is derailed when the one holding the gun is an Asian elderly man. Laguna Woods, Monterey Park, Half Moon Bay, Asian elderly victims, Asian elderly perpetrators. The core of the anti-Asian violence was centered on seeing Asians as a threat. If an invisible microscopic virus can paint us as a threat, what will the visible prominent picture of an Asian gunman do? We ostracize that which we do not know. The othering of Asians as perpetual foreigners stems from a lack of representation and proximity. We fear what we don't know. Most of you reading this have had, have Asian American friends, but when is the last time that you've spoken to an Asian elderly person outside of a business or restaurant? Now the elderly Asian shooter profile will push this othering into overdrive. We replace what we don't know with what we've seen on the news. This is a very confusing time for the Asian American community. The faces that we see on the news remind us of the faces of our parents. We don't want to see our parents as the victims of violence, but we can't see our parents as the perpetrators of violence. Now, more than ever, we need the representation of proximity to and platforming 
of Asians? Yeah, so uh, thanks for reading that. Like the, the thing that we started to talk about yesterday a bit that you address in this is candidly, like when I started reading the stories, um, I was shocked to see the picture of the shooter. Like I was expecting right. your basic Eric Harris, Dylan Klebold, Columbine kind of archetype, yeah. like young white male. When you see this, I mean, you, you shared a bit about it in the post, but when you when you saw this, like what resonates with you as an Asian man in America? Like how, how did that sit with you? Yeah, I mean, it's so many things, Eddie. It's the first thing is whenever there's an elderly Asian person as a victim um, leading up to this, mm -hmm. right? All of the elderly Asian people that were being pushed and being beaten and being, you know, just brutally attacked throughout these last three years, I think so many Asian Americans saw their parents. Mm -hmm. If you're a second generation Asian, if you're a young Asian, you see your parents, right? You, you know, the Atlanta murders, we saw our moms in that, right? And so there's that. And so when you see the face of the, the gunman, it's also like, oh gosh, like that's, that's someone that my dad knows. Like that's, that's someone that I've gone to church with. That's yeah. someone you know, like, that's my friend's father in a sense, right? Like that's where your mind goes. And, you know, I put that phrase in that, that Instagram post of the neat narrative. Yeah, man, like th Twitter does not allow for nuance, right? The neat narrative is we are being attacked. Yeah. The complexity of that is just perplexing. You just can't comprehend all of the different thoughts and feelings around that. Yeah. So there's this weird thing, right? Where we start to try to put in some sort of like, why elderly Asian men? Why now? What's happening? Right. And so you try to try to package that, but then you kind of hit a wall because you're like, well, there is no why. There's no final excuse for this, right? There's still a mental health component. There's still a, and this is me talking now, there's still an access to war machines. Like mm -hmm. I'm, you're not coming on here to talk about like uh, common sense gun law, but I talk about that in the, in the article, right? Like sure. there's, there's other reasons why, but it does point to like the psychological through line of like, what is it about older Asian men right now that is seemingly imploding? And, and, and I, that's probably a generalization because it's not even, it's Chinese men, right? Like that's not even fair to say right. Asian men, right? Like push back on me and tell me yeah, what, no, no. everything it, is wrong about that. I mean, that's like the processing. That's the, that's the path of the processing, yeah. right? So, you know, I, I I don't want to get didactic here, right? Yeah. But you take Laguna Woods, which happened in May of 2022. There was an a, 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 an Asian man who went into a church and murdered one person, and 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 would have murdered more, because, yeah. but he was he was um, uh, the gun was taken from him. Mm -hmm. um, that was primarily a racist uh, hate crime against Taiwanese people. Mm -hmm. Right. So Chinese against Taiwanese. Then you take Monterey Park and you have a person that, you know, indications are that it was like a domestic violence dispute mm -hmm. that his he was jealous of his wife and, you know, all of those things, certainly mental health. And certainly there's so many different things that are going on. And then you take Half Moon Bay, which very much looks like a workplace environment uh, dispute. Mm -hmm. So you take all those and say, well, there is no through line. Right. It's just actually 
uh, coincidence, right? Mm-hmm. And the only through line is that they're Chinese. The only through line is that they're Asian. And these happened with uh, you know Asian elderly victims. But then you take a, another step back, right? So you could easily just put them on a shelf and say, there are three separate incidents. There's nothing that's tying them together. Mm-hmm. Or you could take a step back and say, well, our world in the last three years since the COVID pandemic has put Asian people in the spotlight, mm. have, have put them front and center. And I'll tell you, Eddie, it's been hard for me as a you know 47-year-old Asian American. And man, I live in a bubble. Like I live very protected. Like I, I don't live, you know, on the edges of, you know, protection. And so, but yet there's been weight on me as an Asian American, just living in the society, watching the news. Mm. So then you take an elderly Asian person who's seeing the same news that I am of attack after attack after attack. And then, you know, compounding with someone who may not know the language, may not know the culture, may not be assimilated to navigate through all the different pockets of society, right? So you have the weight of being an maybe an immigrant or a um, um, you know foreign citizen that's working here, you know, making their life, and then you have the compounding impact of the COVID pandemic, and then you have the compounding impact of violence against Asians, and all of that stress, right? Mm-hmm stands upon itself and then you have a workplace dispute or a domestic violence you know dispute and you have you know uh, a racial radicalized uh thought hmm. and and all of that compounding stress topples over and you know you uh, you look in your closet and you have a, a semi-automatic pistol and that's that's what you turn to. So I have, I don't know, right? Like I have no idea. What I know is that it's not one thing, um, but it is certainly probably a compounding of all of those things. Yeah. You, I'm going to jump off a ledge here with this question. And if you would just catch me before I fall too far down, because I, I know what I'm trying to ask and you're going to yeah. know what I'm trying to ask, but I don't know quite how to ask it. So can you yeah. and I know each other well enough. I I, know, but, but be careful, this doesn't get edited. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you keep saying Asian man, Asian man, um, right? And there is a connection, right, that we're making to Asian men. But at the same time, like, the shooters, to my understanding, were Chinese, right? You yeah. are a Korean man. Yeah. Right. Like that is in my mind then saying you all are all clumped into this like <laughs> Asian man together. But like you aren't, but then in the eyes of some you are. Like help me differentiate that because I, I don't wanna I don't wanna like uh uh you feel me falling? You feel me? You feel yeah, me I'm, I'm just I'm gonna sit here silent, let you finish <laughs> yeah. the whole to what No, Eddie, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And I mean I guess what degree is it helpful to differentiate or not? Because I don't want to be like, this is the label, like be afraid of this specific group because we shouldn't. This is a pandemic that's larger than that. Right. But I don't know how to appropriately. Yeah. How how are you appropriately connecting? Absolutely. I'm going to talk about the Oscars and the world baseball classic. And then I'm going to come full circle. But you know, when, when Michelle Yeoh, who is Chinese, uh, not Korean gets nominated for best actress, the first Asian woman to be nominated for best actress yeah. ever. I take that and I go, that's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. 
Then I watch the World Baseball Classic or the Olympics, and it's Korea against Japan or Korea against China in you know some competition, and I'm like, nope. Korea all the way, <laughs> like, you, know, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm yeah. Korean, right. and and that's a complex navigation for all uh, Asians, right? Jeremy Lin, I was like, yes, that's us, right? But he's right. he's uh, I think Taiwanese, not Korean. So there's complexity in all of that as well. Um, I think the reason why, first of two things, I would say mainly is one: this would not be a time for me as an Asian person to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" They were Chinese, <laughs> right? Like that doesn't right. serve anyone. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the second thing is, if I'm being honest, mm -hmm. most people watching the news, most people reading Instagram, they can't tell the difference, right? They don't know. They don't know the nuances of last names, mm -hmm. right? And and, and I don't expect them to. Mm -hmm. And the reality is the person watching the news isn't going to make the, the, the nuance difference of like, oh, well, that person was Chinese and my neighbor is Korean. Mm -hmm. No, the, if they have racial, um, you know, race, race, racial thoughts, racist thoughts, then they're going to apply that to anybody that looks like us. Mm. Thanks for nuance and thanks for <laughs> catching me rain before I hit the bottom. Um, okay, so two more things, uh, and then I'm going to wrap up the show. You okay if I wrap up with you on air? We'll just wrap it up. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so I know that you are working inside very closely inside of the AACC. Um, can you give me kind of the, for, for some folks that don't know what they are, could you give me the like fast elevator pitch of what AACC is? And then also, I, I know you guys were on a call last night. I know that you're you're working. What's the narrative that you all are kind of threading? And Waffles is now fully meowing. So sorry, everyone. This is live. <laughs> she wants to know as well. Yeah, she's curious. Um, yeah, so AACC stands for Asian American Christian Collaborative. Mm -hmm. It was started um, by our president and founder, Ray Chang. And um, it started really in 2020. It started when... Um, there was a lot of racial undertones against Asians uh, because of things like the China virus um, and, you know, people using that phrase to talk about COVID. Yeah. And so there was a lot of anti-Asian sentiment. And so we started this organization um, and have built it up over the last three years as a real opportunity for us to give space to the Asian American Christian voice. Um, and, you know, I think if you were, if, if the listener was to ask themselves, Okay, so if something happens in the Asian American community, and I want to hear from an Asian American Christian perspective, who do I turn to? Whose Instagram do I check? And I'll tell you, Eddie, like there really aren't a ton. There are increasingly more, and that's important, but there aren't a ton. And in terms of organizations, there aren't a ton. And so AACC really has stepped into the void in some ways. And so this has been an opportunity for us to be able to uh, find our voice, find our legs, find our space um, in in this you know complex uh, society. Um, yeah, and so we we were on a call last night. It was just you know our regular leadership team call, but obviously we were talking a lot about this uh, and what's next. And you know we um, we actually released a statement uh, on Instagram, uh, mm. so you can go at a uh, at aa christ collab. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, at AA Christ Collab. And we just released a statement. And it's just a way for us to gather the thoughts. You know, we did an Instagram live on Sunday, um, uh, Sunday, the day after the uh, Monterey Park shooting. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, one of the things, Eddie, was it was just seeing the people on Instagram who were following along, the people who were leaving comments. There are so many people that are thinking through this, watching the news, feeling so many things, and don't quite yet have the words to process through right? It's all just sort of bubbling up and fissuring up. And, you know, I mean, you know, the, we talked about like seeing our parents in the news, yeah. you know, but what happens if you have a, a, a strained r- relationship with your parents? Like that's compl- like, there's yeah. all this complexity. And, and so I feel like we are trying to give people the space and maybe lending our words to help people craft their own uh, ideas and thoughts and feelings around what we're seeing in the news. Um, my Instagram post that I read for you, I mean, that's very much what I got. I got, you know, DMS from people who said, yes, like, thank you for putting in all of the complexity of what I'm feeling. Um, so yeah, that's what we've been doing. Yeah. That's my favorite part of your brain is your ability to synthesize like to, to, to say the thing that we haven't figured out how to say yet and then to synthesize it in a way that we can understand and to render it almost in real time. Yeah. Like the quickness of that Instagram post was like, it should have taken a week, but you, you rendered it in like quickly. And so uh, like on the, on behalf of the people that just get to like look in and understand this, um, I really appreciate it. Uh, links to your Instagram and everything are, um, and your podcast. How's the podcast going? Yeah. Your podcast is good. I know you're really here to pitch. I know you feel very comfortable <laughs> in this moment. Uh, all of the links to everything is in, in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Guest choice. Do I close the show with music or without music? Really your call. We got to do music, man. Good. Okay. Let's try it. Thank you, uh, as always, to uh, you for listening to Doing the Best We Can and reading the newsletter. You know all the links and all of the cross promotion. Doesn't seem like the time. Just follow Richard. That's the most important thing. Thank you. Of course, to Richard Lee and the work of the Asian American Christian Collaborative. And thanks for coming on, man. I asked you 24 hours ago, and here you are. So thank you, buddy. Yeah, of course. And as always, thank you to Jimmy Koffeltz for editing the newsletter. I am watching him right now edit the newsletter on the screen. It's happening in real time, and he's making it much better. So thank you, Uncle Jimmy, for that. I am at work on next week's episode and look forward to seeing you next time. I'm doing the best we can. Bye, buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs>